2: Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Doug hates candy wrappers,
1: green baby sticky seeds with 50 ads pop or kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, because Doug loves
2: movies.
1: Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug, and I love movies. As always, Doug Loves Movies is presented to you by OCB Rolling Papers. No matter which OCB paper you choose, you can be assured all papers are vegan, GMO-free, chlorine-free, and dye-free. Enjoy the show! This is Doug Loves Movies with a very special Homes Alone, Both Sides of the Pond edition. To celebrate the release of the Doc, the Sparks Brothers, my guests are... Jake Fogelnest, April Richardson, and Edgar Wright. Yay! Yeah. Hello. Oh, yeah.
2: We did it, you guys.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is international shit going on right here. Let's meet everybody individually, starting with frequent guest on the show, writer, director of Uh, I believe his first documentary uh, in theaters
3: June 18th, The Sparks Brothers. It's Edgar Wright. Hello, Edgar. Thank you. I know I'm a regular guest, although I have not been on for four years, which makes me a terrible guest, a terrible (laughs) regular guest, rather. And And I would like to point out I'm not the writer, director of the Sparks documentary, because how can you write real life, Doug? I know, but isn't that
1: a credit that you have on it?
3: No, I'm just directing. They did but have like put- a writing credit, but I took it off because it looked weird on a documentary. It's like it's it's like people are talking. I just I just ask the questions.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree that there should be. A, uh, there's there's a few things that shouldn't have a writer credit on them, and somehow uh, it, it sneaks in there.
3: Um, that said, <laughs> that a lot of documentaries are fabricated. I feel. I did feel that there are a lot of documentaries recently where I feel like they maybe have landed upon something and then shoot the whole of the first half. Um, you know, like I, I felt that. About which them.
2: one? Tell know. me which one you think that about.
3: Well, famously, like Catfish, the original documentary. Yeah. Oh, right. Once, once they figured out that there was something in it, they went back and shot the whole of the first half as a reconstruction instruction because why would anybody be filming saying hey i just met this cute blonde on facebook why would right. you be filming that the latter right. part of it like where they meet the real woman that's real but they went back and fabricated it and there's a couple of i felt like my octopus teacher it felt like wait you just happen to have this wildlife crew when you were swimming through a particular spot on the ocean one day when you just happened to find this one octopus (laughs) and you had the crew with you when that happened what the fuck (laughs) and i just felt like at a certain point i felt like leave the octopus alone i mean like (laughs) what did he do what did he do to deserve maybe he wants to be on his own thank you he lives lives in the ocean for a reason
0: I've carried on a private relationship with an octopus for years. I've never once filmed it. It's my personal business. I'm uncomfortable even talking about it on this show.
1: But it is, it, my octopus teacher, it is a love affair. that an octopus does, does teach him how to love. And it's, uh, it, you know, it's, it's fascinating to watch, but I was quite shocked. Like, there's some really heavy documentaries that was up against at the Oscars. And uh, I really love Crip Camp. So I was personally just surprised that,
3: uh, you know, a nature doc essentially won over uh, or a movie. Collective as well, the, the doc about yeah. the Romanian nightclub fire, which is about as, as uh, <laughs> you know, kind of yeah. heavy as it gets, which was an amazing documentary. No, yeah, I did the, feel the, like, it, I mean, I, I wouldn't have minded if my octopus teacher was sexier. I think that's kind of like, it was where it was heading and less, what, it's what we're all thinking and like, why wasn't it called like my calamari matahari? I mean, it would have been so much, so much sexier.
2: Yeah, I can't, I haven't seen it because I can't handle anything about underwater anything. Like, I don't, like, obviously this goes deeper. Like, I don't know, it, but it, I can't, I'm too scared of the ocean. I'm too scared of anything that's, like the deeper you go in the ocean, you know, fish have like chainsaws and lays and lays and stuff. And I can't handle... That stuff creeps me out way too much, so I can't handle an octopus feature.
0: I also, I have not seen it either, and it's uh, for no other reason than me and my wife just didn't care.
3: <laughs> um, you famous like, jake you yeah. famously have a fear of teachers yes i also
0: <laughs> don't like teachers anything with a teacher in the title i'm not interested in i do not want to yeah. learn before. i have a learning except for the, the, except for the old rob lowe film teachers
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> rob lowe was in that yes he talks about it in his uh, uh, new autobiography i believe um, why?
1: Did, uh, but I, I wasn't it about the teachers. He would have been like, he was one of the students.
0: Yes. He was one of the students, which is why I could handle the film.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like the, the poster was like of all the adults, like it was about the adults. That's I guess that's why I don't remember Rob Lowe the, being in there. <laughs>
0: the album cover is this like an apple that's being lit on fire. I guess it's like a cherry bomb or something. I don't know. It's it had like a metal soundtrack. Um Yeah.
3: it wasn't it wasn't wasn't, wasn't you saw my octopus teacher didn't you i did yes i saw every movie nominated for an oscar (laughs) this year for the first time i think ever i i did the same not for the first because i had the time every single one yeah. But did you feel Did you feel that it was the same octopus all the way through? Or did you think they swapped it out? <laughs> Is
2: it like, was it like full, was it like
3: well no, you know, like full house when the Olsen twins are playing the same character, right? Do you think they yeah. had more than one octopus? They had, and Mary when the Kate octopus and got got Ashley t- Octopus? Wait, so yeah, one of the got... <laughs>
0: one of the octopuses was Mary Kate Olsen?
3: <laughs> no, suggesting. you know, like they swap them out when they get tired. There was a there, I just feel yeah. like that there was there was ample opportunity to do that, like There's, there's In in the UK, there's a famous kids' show called Blue Peter uh, where they had a dog called Petra on the show. And then it's a famous, like, kids' show, and they had this dog called Petra, and then the dog got killed, I think, run over by a car. So rather than upset the viewers, they swapped out the dog. But some kids were wise to that saying, Petra looks different. (laughs) (laughs) Then then it became the thing that the kind of, like, there's a fake Petra.
2: I have kind of a serious question, which will demonstrate not only my fear of the ocean, but also how dumb I am. Could you, if I put two octopuses in front of you, could you tell the difference between them? Could anyone? I mean,
0: I mean if one of them was wearing like a, a funny <laughs> t-shirt or something, <laughs> like if one of them was wearing an I'm with stupid t-shirt and then.
3: That should they, have been, that should have been the poster for the film. The, the yeah. It, and the maybe I want have watch it. <laughs> I like
1: this uh, theory you have, Edgar. Now I'm starting to think maybe they brought in like a special octopus for the specifically for the love scene.
3: They catfished us. When they made love.
2: What are their labor laws for maybe it's like children, like an octopus can only work like six hours a day or something. Yeah. <laughs> Octopuses are just like the Olsen
1: twins. Listen, eight, I got to hold you, but only six hours of labor.
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs>
1: I've still got two more guests to introduce. Oh, April sorry. Richardson is here. Hello, April.
2: Hi, how's it going? Thank <laughs> you for having me. Uh,
1: from the Why Do I Like This podcast.
2: Yeah, that's just when I started because I was bored when I moved here to England. So me and my husband started doing that. Um, yeah. And it's fun. <laughs> that's fun that, uh,
1: you know, I-, I thought we'd only have the one guest in uh, England today. But then it turns out that's where you live now.
2: That's where I live now. I have yet to develop a fakie Madonna accent. Um, I'm actively fighting it every day, but yeah, I've lived here for a couple of years now.
0: April figured it out. April totally figured it out. She's like, I am going to marry a British pop star and move to England. (laughs) That's right. And you, I, I was, uh, I, I think the last time I saw you was when we were all at the sparks uh, concert And uh, you were getting ready to move to England.
2: Yeah, yeah. That was only like a few weeks before I moved here. And then I got here just in time to be on house arrest. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, (laughs) worked out great.
1: And that is Jake Fogelnest, everybody. Hi, everybody. It's (laughs) nice to be here. Um, Writer, producer, Jake of all trades.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Doug. I got, yeah, I am a Jake of all trades. I've never actually applied that phrase to myself and I don't know why. And I guess that is why you, Doug, get paid the big bucks. Um, I, yeah. And I got, I started a podcast very similarly uh, uh, during the pandemic. Uh, I took a break from podcasting because since I was 14 years old, I'd had some sort of show. Of some kind, uh, my entire life, and then I went and became like a writer, producer type person. Picked up a couple Emmy nominations, and I was like, I miss being behind a mic. So I got a new podcast people can listen to if they want.
1: What's it called, <laughs> and what's the what's the premise?
0: Well, it's uh, it's 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 first of all, there's the Patreon version, which is uh, basically Doug. I started my own streaming service. Uh, so it's like Netflix, uh, but all of the content is Jake Fogelmas based. So it gives you access to like, with all due respect to Taylor Swift, I was smart enough to own my masters when I was a teenager. So you can actually (laughs) see old squirt TV, the show I did on public access that became an MTV show. You get to see that again. And I do a weekly show called I did this first, where it's just me you see clips from the uh, old show me now talking about whatever's uh, on my mind. Sometimes I might, I have guests. Sometimes I don't. And uh, there's a, uh, if you're want to check it out for free, there's like a free feed on all the uh, podcast uh, things. And that's just called Jig Fogelmess free episodes. <laughs>
2: that's a great name.
0: Yeah. So it gives you a, a, you know, I do all different kinds of stuff on, on my streaming service, which I'm calling Fogelmess plus.
3: Oh
1: nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I you think can... you've already changed isn't your name on Twitter, Focodesk Plus now.
0: Um I no, no, it's just Jake Voldemus. I think Oh, I, uh... I saw
1: somebody else do that. I saw somebody else just add a plus at the end of their yeah. name. I thought that was so <laughs> funny. Um so uh April and Jake are both here today, uh, because in part because they are both in edgar's new documentary that he didn't write and it has no octopuses in it and it's called (laughs) the sparks brothers because the band sparks are of course uh two real life brothers and uh it's the you know it's the best band that a lot of people don't know about and what uh, jake and april you've seen the movie yes yes do you remember like how often are you how often do you appear in the film and say something
2: Sorry. Well,
0: yeah,
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, re- a couple of times. Um,
1: do you yeah. remember any of you? Do you remember what you said?
2: Um, I do feel like I kind of maybe insulted Franz Ferdinand a bit inadvertently uh, by saying they were lucky to work with Sparks, but I do. I mean, I'm so grateful to Edgar though, because it's like my dream, like, all I want to do is be a person who gets to talk about stuff that they like on camera. So it's like the idea that I just got to be in a thing going, these guys are rad, and be in a movie saying that is my lifelong dream. Um, so yeah, even just having like one line in it was awesome. But yeah, it's and it's great. Even as a fan, like the crazy thing was watching it, I was like, there's a lot of the stuff I didn't even know, even as somebody who's liked them for years and years, because because. They, I mean, I guess private's like the wrong word, but they don't really, you know, you not a lot of people know a lot about their per- they're not like Brad Pitt or something or like paparazzi are following them around.
0: No, so, they they're a mystery and an enigma yeah. of a band. You know, I don't know who says it in the film, but it's just like you could read Spark's Wikipedia entry and know nothing about them. <laughs> totally. And, <laughs> uh, you know, which um and I'm in the film for like a soundbite and Edgar said to me like, Hey, I know you're a Sparks fan. And, uh you know, I would like to interview you for the movie. And I said, you're, Oh, that's nice. You're being very polite at this party. Um, uh, and you're never going to call me, but, uh, then one day he did. And, um, and the day that uh, I went in to interview, uh, Ron and Russell were there. I got to meet them, which was a, a delight. And they were wonderful. And I, I said to Edgar, y- you're going to cut me out of this documentary. I, I, it's okay in advance. Um, he didn't. I meant it for one, I think, pivotal, pivotal. line.
3: Very, piv- very Pivotal, pivotal very line. Key.
0: And, and I, I, much like April, I am honored proud humbled uh to be in this documentary about uh one of my favorite bands uh and uh it's just edgar i can't thank you enough for uh making first of all i i've always thought there should be a sparks documentary when i knew that you were making a sparks documentary i said good it's in the right hands it's the right person to to tell this story and the fact that I get to be in it for a second. It was just like icing on the
3: cake. So I'm you surprised
2: when you went, like since they've been a band for so long, were you kind of like, I can't believe no one's done this before?
3: Yeah, that was part of the reason it came about is I kept thinking, why has nobody done the Sparks documentary like that? And, and I, it, it was actually sort of partly inspired by having been a fan for a long time. But, you know, around the time that I was, uh, I came up with it, I was splitting time between London and Los Angeles and uh, bringing sparks into conversation as I frequently do. I was very aware that they had a completely different following in different countries for different eras. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of interesting to me because in the UK, most people knew them from like the um, mid 70s and late 70s island sort of glam rock years and then later the Georgia Moroda years. Whereas you come to L.A. and then everybody's talking about the K-rock new wave years and people like obsessed with a- Angst in My Pants and Cool Places and, and those albums and, and Whomp That Sucker, the early 80s albums. So it was interesting to me that there was like, unusually for a band, they they had a following in, at different times, but like in different territories with completely different records. And it wasn't really, I think, until this century... And with the advent of the internet, or even like, as kind of um, bittersweet as it is sometimes, or oh, let me say problematic that something like Spotify is, it is this does have this equilibrium where, like, suddenly for the first time ever, you could just find the entire discography of Sparks. Whereas before, when I was growing up, you'd have to rely on what was in the local record store, and sometimes yes. that would that would be zero Sparks. So it would be like I hunt. have nothing. A hunt. It would be like an Easter egg hunt to find a sparks album. And then it might not be like one of the most famous ones, you you know, then you might be flicking through and find, you know, pulling rabbits out of a hat or one of the kind of like the sort of lesser known ones. So very difficult until recently to kind of really get your head around the entire output of the band. And that's sort of why I wanted to make the documentary. And I will say this, Jake and April is that you are, there are a couple of people who didn't make it at all. So you should, (laughs) Count, uh-huh. thank you. Lucky stars. Oh uh, no, like, I, I, I had to I apologize for the few people who, who didn't make it into the internet. Yeah,
2: thing. you interviewed that octopus and he was a dud. <laughs> and you're like, this guy sucks. Get him out.
0: <laughs> no, Edgar, I can't I can't even imagine because it's just, it's just it's a murderer's row of you know pop culture figures and musicians like um,
2: uh, you mean honor. our peers, our yeah. peers, no, like, no, it's not like,
0: uh, look, it's the only movie I've been in with flea <laughs> and
2: so far,
0: so far, you know, right. um, but, um, no, it's very interesting. I, I, I've been in two documentaries. Um, I was in the They might be giants documentary, uh, which I think is hard to find now um and and now the the sparks documentary and uh <laughs> okay
3: you, cool. you yes. only, you're only <laughs> jake you're like you have like it's in your kind of con you know like you said to your agent i only want to be in documentaries about oddball musical duos Completely.
0: Yes, exactly yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> who else is on who else is on your list
0: <laughs> um well listen i basically i've said to dave Grohl, i know that Monday from one to three, you have set aside to shoot documentary films.
1: Um, if you ever need <laughs> that's me
0: once a week, he just sits down and he just does his interviews for the ones that he appears in and then the ones that he makes. So Dave Grohl, I've just said to him, like, whatever you need me for, I'm there. Uh in terms of other oddball duos. Th- the truth is, honestly, Edgar. I, and I can verify this with another documentarian, Jeffrey Schwartz, who I don't know if you're familiar with his work, but he's great. I said, you know, if there was any band I would want to make a documentary about, it was it would be Sparks, and um, yeah. and I just didn't do it. Um, uh, and thank thankfully I didn't start it, or uh, because you did a much better job. Uh, you're the only person I think that could make the Sparks documentary.
3: There's a, there's a funny story to how I kind of got eventually like goaded into it is that (laughs) I feel like I had sort of said aloud too many times. It's maybe a bit like Candyman is once you've said it five times in a row, somebody's (laughs) going to like call you on it. And I'd said many times in the way that like both of you thought, Oh, why isn't there a documentary about sparks? And I'd said the same thing to friends saying like, hey, you know, the only thing stopping this band from being as big as they should be or people realizing how influential they are is like an overview. Because even if you, like you said, even if you read your Wikipedia page, it's still like a daunting prospect getting into Sparks if you don't know them. But if there was an overview where you could like sort of just, you know, hear the whole Sparks story and see their career, it would be huge for them. And I said this like maybe three or four or five times and then the fifth time and the final time I said it, was at a Sparks gig, which you were at April um, at the El Rey in 2017 um, on the Hippopotamus tour. And I was in the balcony with Phil Lord. And I said that out loud to him. Somebody's got to make a documentary about these guys. And Phil said, you should do it. And because it was Phil saying that to me, I just said, yeah, I will. And And then after the show, I went up to Ron and Russell and said, hey, I've got an idea for a film thing I want to talk to you about. And then as soon... As you can imagine, lots of people talk things up and then don't do them. But once I had said it out loud to Ron and Russell that I would do a documentary about them, I, it was a vocal contract which I had to make good on. Absolutely, that
0: makes sense. Yeah. Es- yeah, especially to 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 Ron and Russell, like I like who I'm sure many people over the years have said to them, and it's like, yeah, man, you you that is a vocal contract, and and you honor, and boy, did you honor it. It's, it's, such were, a
2: they, thank you. were they game from the very beginning or were they, because I get the impression that they, like, it isn't necessarily a planned thing that they were like, Hey, we're going to be super private throughout our entire careers. It seems sort of accidental because it's the thing. It almost seems like, well, nobody really asked for details. So we've never given them, but were they any, were they apprehensive about talking about their private lives or their beginnings or their childhoods and all that kind of stuff?
3: I think they said yes because it was me asking. I know that they'd said no to other people, like in the past, that they'd been asked to do a documentary. And I think one of the only, like, sort of, they didn't. They they said yes, like when I suggested it. And then you know the only thing that they, you know, they, they are sort of private, and there's elements of their. They didn't really want to talk about relationships because there's an element of they wanted to retain some kind of enigma that mm-hmm. that to them wasn't important to the music, and I felt like, A, I would honor that, and B, there's plenty to talk about. There's like 50 50 years of stuff to unpack. In a weird way then, after them having said, we don't really want to talk about relationships, that was the only thing off the table. The few times when it does come up in the documentary organically, and they can't kind of help themselves talking about it are some of my favorite bits. Yeah. The thing (laughs) that was like verboten, and yet, like, one of my favorite things is when, like, Russell's talking about um, Miss Christine from the GTOs and says, yeah, I became friends with her. And then in the two shot, you can see Ron start to smirk, as he said, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then Ron says, w- if we did. He goes, okay, let me, let me back up. I-, I became friends with Miss Christine. And those bits where it's a bit unguarded and them just being brothers or, or them not being able to get through their sort of uh, dip diplomatic version of events is, is very sweet to me. I mean, I also <laughs> think the thing with them, like the, the thing that's the truth of it and what you said April about, did they have a plan of being that private? I think it's more the fact that they, the line between Ron and Russell and Sparks has become blurred over the years. And, and in, in the like, maybe the three years before I started doing the documentary that I knew them, I was always kind of taken with the fact that they never seemed to be off. Like, they were never, like, not Ah, Yeah, They were always, like, together. I've only seen Russell twice without Ron, but they're, like, sort of seemingly always, like, coordinated, kind of, like, without... They're not identical twins, but they do have that thing (laughs) where, like, one speaks and then the other speaks. They don't talk over each other. There's this kind of amazing sort of um, just presence they have that they kind of, like, come as a duo. And it's sort of amazing to be around. And then in the documentary, as you'll see, like, you know, they—they only worry about it, like that. They laughed about it. afterwards, as they said, "Oh, unlike a lot of other documentaries, there's no like end of second act tragedy or like addiction or something to sort no. of like a, a right. real." I mean, there is there is a low in a commercial and financial sense. Where, yeah, like, but there's not.
2: It's not like behind the music where it's like, and then the heroin yeah.
3: needles. Yeah, Edgar, it's what he uh, did
0: was so it's... smart. Structuring an album by album, I think, was like the way to go. You know,
3: well, it's because they don't have a standard. That's what's funny about them is they don't have a standard rise and fall and rise trajectory. They're sort of up and down. It's like rise, fall, rise, fall, rise, fall, rise, fall. Every time they have a hit, they willfully (laughs) choose to commit career suicide and, and then they come back from that again. And it happens about eight times. And you think at some point that's like sort of like the, you know, continual left turns has to be deliberate, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, but it's just uh, you know. As a result, there's a documentary about a band that's just fun all the way through and doesn't bum you out.
3: Yeah, you guys, <laughs> I mean, you remember... I mean <laughs> it might have you know. If I had to fabricate it like the Octopus Teacher, it probably I would, have, I, would, I, would have, I would have had to kill one of them, and that would have been a bummer.
2: Do you guys remember? Did you guys watch Behind the Music?
3: Yes, absolutely.
2: Do you remember I... how? The funniest one to me, and maybe this is gonna be like me and whatever. It's like obviously most of them had a vice, right? It's like they tell a story and then they're like, oh, and then this guy was on coke. This he was hooked on coke, and this guy heroin. Do you remember? Then
0: angel dust entered the picture. Right, right. It's usually something
2: (laughs) huge. But on, I remember. John Cougar Mellencamps was just cigarettes. They were just like, he couldn't stop smoking. And I'm like, that's it? My dad does that. Like, that's not a rock star thing. They were just like, he he smokes all the time. No, he also
1: had a real issue with sucking down chili dogs. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes, I forgot about that. He was always (laughs) sucking down chili dogs.
3: (laughs) I find that behind the music, I used to like the ones the most of the bands I like the least. I don't know sure, why, of course. sort of like yes. you know, like something like poison. Sign me up. I'll watch. Oh, it. Yeah. I'll watch an hour about poison. That's about. I
2: think it was the journey one that had like a super intense close up of one of them crying for a really long time. That was just like, okay, you can cut away from this. It was yeah. It I like really it, like- heavy
0: my wife won't make fun of me because I will watch any music documentary. I'm not particularly, me too. I'm not particularly the biggest fan of the grateful dead. Have I seen a six hour documentary yes. about the grateful dead? Yes, I have. Totally. Um, and, and I, I just, any music documentary, I will watch it. Uh, the one that, cracks me up the most um, is the Rush documentary you know and Rush is a band that I've, I I enjoy passively I'm not like a super Rush fan but I'm not against them the way that some people are but Rush is a, is a band it's a documentary where there is absolutely no conflict it's just like yeah we really get along and uh, we have our fans and we know we're maybe not considered the coolest but that's okay and we're okay with it and uh, yeah we've gotten along we're very Canadian and happy <laughs> it's no conflict uh-huh. but it's a wonderful all right. documentary
1: all right well i recommend people check that out like you know a few years from now in the meantime yes <laughs>
0: no, yeah,
1: no. It, it's the not sparks going anywhere Brothers. the sparks brothers is also it's exciting because this is a documentary about a, a great band but it's also a documentary that's going to have actual uh screens it's uh, you know it's opening on many screens on on june 18th which is uh it, it's big and uh I think it's, uh, do you think it's the timing has a lot to do with it? Like, uh, you know, you, you, it's, you're you ready with a movie right when movie theaters are opening up again?
3: I mean, it's just fortuitous. I mean, I didn't plan to have two movies in the same year, but then neither did Ron and Russell. The, the funny thing about it, Ron, <laughs> yeah. and, Ron and Russell have another film coming out this summer as well. So it's just remarkable. And when you see the movie, you see that they have the, the sort of the B plot of the movie is their failed movie aspirations where... In the 70s, they nearly had a film with Jack Tetty. In the 80s, they nearly had a film with Tim Burton, and neither of them came together. And particularly with the Tim Burton one, they kind of sort of like wasted six years of being Sparks to sort of hold out for this movie that never happened. And then lo and behold, in the year 2021, <laughs> 50, 50 years after their first album, they have my feature documentary, and they wrote a uh, Leos Carax's film, Annette, with Adam Driver and Marion Kutiar, which is the opening film at the Cannes Film Festival this year. And it's, it's written by Sparks, which is absolutely wild. So, I mean, they had a thing in the LA Times movie preview the other day, uh, like there was 21 films and two of them were Sparks related. And Ron and Russell tweeted, Two out of twelve ain't bad. <laughs> I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> no,
0: I can't wait. I cannot wait to see the uh, Annette. And um, and I will say, um, you you have two films coming out this year and also you had a re-release uh yeah. edgar it's it's pretty it's pretty massive um the sparks if, brothers if will, cinemas
3: die a death nobody can say i didn't do my didn't do your part you know <laughs> I, i'm excited I mean,
2: because the sparks movie will be the first movie i see in a theater since cats yeah so quite a palate cleanser
1: i yeah. cannot believe that you went out on cats yeah oh, that's that almost was... like isn't that? That's terrible like the perfect. It's the perfect movie to see as the last movie because then you don't miss movies so much. <laughs> exactly.
2: It completely killed my taste for going to the movie theater. Yeah, that was the last one I saw in the theater. It's a real bummer.
0: Mine was Rocket well, Man, I think, and um, oh, that's a good one. And that was a good one, and I actually saw it a couple of times. Me
2: too. I saw Rocket Man in the theater like four times. But I'm like, I love Elton John, so I just, yeah. But then, uh, unfortunately, yeah, I went out on Cats.
1: Yeah. Oh, well. Um, You've all had a chance to watch a lot of movies, I'm sure, over this past year. And we do a segment on the show now called Recommendation Nation, where I ask each one of you to just recommend a movie that you're passionate about. Just one movie that, you know, kind of like the movie you'd say to somebody that, you know, you don't know anything about them, but you uh, you just know they're probably going to like it just because it's such a, you think it's such a great movie. Let's start with Edgar. Now, is this something we've watched in lockdown? No, it doesn't. It could be any movie from any time. The idea is just to recommend something that uh, my listeners well, can specifically like, check out.
3: Well, I feel like I, I, that there are certain movies where like if somebody hasn't seen it, I'll kind of like strong arm them into watching it pretty quickly into knowing me. <laughs> like so. <laughs> I'm sure we all have those movies. So let me go for, I mean, this is something that I'm sure everybody on this podcast has seen, but not everybody has seen this movie. Uh, let's go for Brian De Palma's Phantom of the Paradise. Oh. It's like, if, if you really want it, like, I'm not sure I can be friends with you if you hate it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a, tough one uh, um yeah that was i think it's one of the first films i'd watch with my wife and she had already seen it and it was you know it, it, it's a um yeah that's one of the, that's the important film that's in the top 10 important films i think
3: if if i was on a speed date and the person happened to mention in that 15 minutes that which is un it would it would be unlikely that it would come up but if say i was speed dating and i've never been speed dating but in that 15 minutes somehow <laughs> They mentioned apropos of nothing. Oh, I hate Phantom of the Paradise. I would be looking out of the window immediately.
0: Yeah, I think you. I think you at that point would have the right, even though it's speed dating, to just just hit Flip the, the table, button, wrap it hit up the table, and let's go, wrap yeah, this up. Goodbye. <laughs> see you later, idiot.
3: Yeah. Um, I no, I, no appreciation I... for Paul Williams. You're a bad human. I did see somebody. Um, it's funny because Daft Punk recently split up after eight years of, of not doing anything. (laughs) Um, But somebody very brilliantly uh, in on the last Daft Punk album is that amazing song uh, sung and co-written by Paul Williams called touch and Daft Punk are massive phantom of the paradise fans. And they basically wrote a song on that last album. That was like the, like a missing song from phantom of the paradise that makes so he,
0: much uh, sense yeah
3: I, and then somebody I, if you look up on the internet somebody cut together a video when Starfront broke up called daft phantom where they cut that song to footage from the film and it was so perfect that like i i actually this is I mean, this is my humble brag now but i emailed it to Thomas Bangalter from Daft Punk, and Paul Williams said, check this out. And they were both like, whoa, that's so cool. Even though it's breaking a lot of copyright laws by cutting like um, one film to our song, they both like, loved it. So if, if you're a Phantom of the Paris fan, or a Daft Punk fan, find that video online called Daft Phantom, it was really great. Yeah. I All right, that that's right
1: awesome. Yeah. He started us off good, Jake. What do you think? What's your recommendation?
0: Okay. So my recommendation, you know, it's, it's been a pandemic. We've all been stuck in the house and, and, you know, we probably want to get out. We want to get out to the movies. So my recommendation is a true recommendation is a movie called love exposure, uh, which is got a running time of of three hours and 57 minutes. And is the rest uh, director... Jake, I have one,
3: one, one question really briefly. At that point, why not go the extra three minutes? Yeah,
0: that's you know, You'll have to ask the director, uh, Sean Siano, um, whose work I uh, have become familiar with uh, in the last year or two. And he is brilliant. Uh, but lo- Love Exposure is uh, a tremendous film. If you're looking for a very, very long film. <laughs> yeah, it's um, tremendously long. <laughs> tremendously tremendously long um but it, it is quite beautiful uh love exposure and um uh, and any show any Sean Sono film really he's also got a TV series on uh Amazon that seems to cost a fortune called Tokyo vampire Hotel might not be for everybody but it is uh, <laughs> it was certainly for me uh but that that's my recommendation a really really beautiful film
3: okay what is um what is tokyo vampire hotel about <laughs> oh how do you, i i don't even where know is where it's place banned. it's
0: uh it is about a, a vampire hotel in tokyo but really edgar that is that would be reductive in explaining what it's about um <laughs> but it's got a, got a lot of pri- it's got a lot of primary colors and a lot of blood um
3: right, why like I, well, I just want to say like i, I like that's a good title because one of my pet hates usually is like there's something that happened in the last like 15 years where comedies just became like uh the title just one word describing w- what's happening or oh, what's in it bridesmaids neighbors <laughs> it's like, sort of, like where did that kind of thing come from of like the like like it, it, like titles just went out the window and they just described exactly what's happening there's tons of them. I can only yeah. think of two. Please help me out. <laughs> yeah, no, you're
0: absolutely right. Tokyo Vampire Hotel it, it is it does not begin to describe what this show is uh, about. It 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 is, it, but you are yeah. There's there's probably a movie coming out called Romantic Comedy very soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, actually, I that's that my
3: suggestion happened already. <laughs> Did they What's really that? make a movie? There comedy? is one with Dudley Moore. Is it, is it? Is it? Am I right? Is there a film called Romantic Comedy? No, that's comedy called Arthur. Dudley? Arthur 2 on no. the Rocks. No, no, no there I is mean. a film called Romantic no, Comedy. It's, no, it's Romantically Yours. Yes. No, that's unfaithfully yours. Unfaithfully
0: yours. yours. <laughs> there, you know what? There is a movie called Romantic Comedy with D- Dudley Moore. You're right.
3: I'm right, aren't Oh, okay. I'm right, aren't I?
0: Did yeah, you just I, look it up, Jake? No, I, I just, okay. um, I, I swear that... It is. Right. Yeah. I looked it
3: up. Romantic comedy, 1983, <laughs> Dudley Moore okay. and Mary Steenburgen. I wasn't kidding.
1: Yep, no, he was right. No, it's, that's real. Yeah, and, uh, but please don't look stuff up because then that makes the no, game... No, no, so like I'm going to turn intriguing. my phone
3: off at this point, sorry. <laughs> but um, <laughs> when they had the board meeting for uh, the Dudley Moore film like um what what how, what? where was that on the list of titles <laughs> <laughs> romantic comedy it's like they got the genre and the title of the film mixed up there was a mix up yeah. and then it's and just
2: they were like oh shit we already made the graphics yeah
3: yeah it's just there's so
1: many like i, I swear like most of the movies that Dudley Moore is in like the, the title is the person's name you know like Arthur and uh Nikki and Maud and uh probably some others but um That's His
3: famous famous (laughs) character, 10, when he plays the number 10. (laughs) Yeah,
1: He was the best. Uh, April, what's your recommendation?
2: Um, Well, mine technically, I don't know if this counts as a movie. I was just thinking since we're talking about music documentaries, it also maybe doesn't count as a documentary, but Erg, A Music War? (laughs) Um, Yeah. I watch it like once a month. I mean, it's just as far, like Edgar was saying in his movie, this is kind of my thing of like, if anyone's like, what kind of music do you like? I'm just like, watch this DVD, because it's... Yeah,
0: this ex- this
2: is explains it's everything. Totally. It's <laughs> like the police, Echo and the Bunnymen, Oingo Boingo. If you haven't seen it, it's I think it's from 1981, 1980, 81. It's just a compilation of live performances of everyone at that time that was good. It's like the Cramps, yeah. Au Pairs, Devo, Gang of Four you know, what's it called? XTC, G- class, Gary Gnome,
0: Gary Gnome, Yeah. Yeah. And,
2: it's
0: and called Erg, it? a music war. It's yeah. Say, Could you
2: spell
0: that? U-G-R-H, Erg. U yeah. U R G H exclamation point, a music war. Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: Erg, a music war. And there's a companion 2LP set. And th- what's uh it's available again. Uh, uh, I think through the Warner archive, you can stream it. It's, it was not available for many years. And what is amazing is apparently there's hours and hours of other extra footage um, that exists and that hopefully, you know, can come out. I mean, it's a music rights nightmare, but there is this footage that Miles Copeland made it. Um, uh, yeah. it whose IRS and uh, related to Stewart Copeland of the police. And there's even more erga music war that we could get at some point.
2: Yeah, it's amazing. It, I mean, the, everything on it rules, but it's, there's especially, my favorite song on it is Valium by this band. Band I'm doing air quotes called Invisible Sex because no one knows who they are. I've done yeah. so much research because the song totally rules and the band performs it all in like basically hazmat suits and you can't see any of their face. You don't know who it's, I think it's people from, like, I think it might be somebody from the au pairs. I don't, it's like, I think it's other bands that were on stage at that venue that night, but no one has come forward. No one has come forward and been like, I'm the singer. I'm the guitarist. I wrote that song, which is so interesting to me because even deep dives on the internet, I cannot figure out who was in this band for this one time performance. And then they never performed again.
3: April. But, All right. I, feel your, I feel your documentary debut. Kind of <laughs> <one>. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. going to hunt them down. So- the, right, I, so I just wanted to point out the irony is the original title of that Dudley Moore and Mary Steve Bergen film was a romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's Doug loves new wave. <laughs> All right. Thanks everybody for visiting recommendation nation. We're going to take our first break and we will be right back. We're back, and it's time for some games. And in honor of the Sparks Brothers, I want to play the game we play on the show a lot called ABCD's Nuts. But today, we are going to spell Sparks Brothers. So the idea is that I'm going to tell you a letter in the title Sparks Brothers. We'll start with – we'll go alphabetical. We'll start with Jake. So I'll give you the first letter, which is S – And you name any movie that begins with S and you stay in the game. But if you name the movie that I wrote down in advance, then you win the game automatically. So this thing could end fast if you guys, if everybody, anybody figures out the theme, because there is a theme to all of the uh, answers to all of these letters. Hmm.
0: All right. I'm going to so, take so, a. So, quick hang on shot. a second.
1: <laughs> so, Jake gets the very first one name a movie that begins with the letter S.
0: Scott Pilgrim versus the world.
1: <laughs> I mean, that would have been the perfect thing to me to, for me to write down because, of course, I love that movie, but I won't, it wouldn't fit into the theme that I have devised because what I wrote down was stop making sense. Oh. Oh. <laughs> now the next letter is p and that goes to april name any movie that begins with p or a movie you think fits the theme but begins oh, with p
2: my god i'm so bad at things like this <laughs> um i'm not good at time things a movie that starts with p <laughs> I, I don't know somebody can take my turn <laughs> Uh, just oh, so panic
1: you room. Of, there you go. There you go.
2: <laughs> that's where you are now. Um, <laughs> I am so bad at things like this.
1: Oh, well, that's that's okay because it's just you know, just blurt the first one that comes into your mind. Uh, because also this game's just a warm up, the next game's this really matters and it's much harder. Um, Pavarotti, ah, oh, right, the P <laughs> that I picked. <laughs> the next letter is a Adverse, see If you can end this thing right now.
3: Oh, so I got, Oh, I see. I've got a thing. Um, see, I had an a movie, but like, I need, I need to guess the one that you are and yours are all music related. So what's a? Oh my God. What is a, um, a music film starting with a, um, God damn it. I don't know. I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm going to go with a ragnophobia, which is not what you have written down.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. Um, have you heard of a band called Anvil? Yeah. Oh my uh, God. Of course. Yes. Of course.
3: Uh,
1: What? What? Uh, there, I didn't write down the full title though. What was? Did it have more words after Anvil? It's like Anvil, the band named Anvil. I think it was uh,
0: Anvil, the story
3: yeah. of Anvil. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Anvil, yeah. the story yeah. of Anvil. That's right.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next letter is R, and it goes to uh, Jake.
0: I'm going to say the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. Great answer, uh, but not what I wrote down. I wrote down Rolling Thunder Review. Okay, ah. this is all right, all
0: right. Now I'm locked in.
1: Now you're starting to get it. Uh, K goes to April.
0: Oh, um,
2: uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang.
1: Another great one, but I wrote Kurt and Courtney.
2: Yeah, first you did. <laughs> So, I, I got a with it. S for you,
3: Edgar. You could do oh. this. Oh, S for a music film. Oh, my God. This is really going <laughs> to annoy me. Uh, S for a music <laughs> film. Um, God damn it. Um, what's uh, like, um, oh, God. Um, ah. Uh, I S for a music film. S for a music film. Sign of the <laughs> Times.
1: Oh, that's a great one but not yeah. the one I wrote down I wrote down searching for Sugar Man ah god damn it <laughs> b to Jake
0: Um, I'm going to cheat here for timing purposes Bob Dylan's Don't Look Back why is that cheating? Uh, because I think the film was just called Don't Look Back a film by D.A. Pennebaker but, but that's that's my final answer, Doug.
1: Okay. Cause I, cause I wrote down Bob Dylan. Don't look back. Yeah, you did. Oh, Damn. My God. oh what an honor. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's a great film. There's a lot of, I was able to get every letter. Uh, there's some documentary or, or more document music documentaries uh, that fall under every letter, uh, coming up later. And this would have been, uh, uh, Beyonce's Homecoming made it in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ramstein in America.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's that I mean, film is always one. on the tip of my tongue.
2: Yeah, yeah. did you and, had, and, did you watch that, Doug?
1: I, I've never seen it. No, but I just saw. I just heard yesterday on the radio, and I, I had just written this down, and then I heard on the radio rob coming to the you know the los angeles forum like it's they're playing somewhere in la soon
0: i, totally I better get my tickets existed. i gotta get my tickets <laughs> man
1: I didn't know that. yeah great. they're back they are back uh well that was great jake you did uh, what i was hoping somebody would yes. do you all love music and documentaries and um you win the opportunity to go first in our next game and we'll do that right after this break we'll be right back We're back and uh... I want to quickly. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, we did touch on it briefly that Edgar has uh, his other film coming out this year, the next narrative feature, Last Night in Soho. Is all the posters and stuff say October? Is there a a specific date or is it just just uh, in the.
3: In the US, it's October the twenty-second. I think it's because in the UK, it's uh, it's like one week later. So to avoid confusion, we just said October. And also, oh, nobody really it. quite knows what's going to happen this year. So we may as well just keep it just a tiny bit vague.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Yes, definitely
1: write it down in your calendar right now. Uh, here in the states, June twenty-two, and but uh, do it in pencil. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> definitely coming
3: out in October.
0: Nice trailer, Edgar. By the way, it's. it's Thank you. Yeah, that's a, that was exciting.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I'm uh, I'm adverse to uh, trailers until after I've seen the movie. Then I find them interesting. And um, but I did, you know, I did, of course, glance at it. And you know, the, the visuals are all awesome. And I love the, you know, that you use the song, uh,
3: you know, just slow down version of that song downtown. Sung sung by Anya Taylor Joy in the trailer as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that sparked a little bit of uh, a little bit of debate on the internet because people, you know, didn't think it was her.
3: Yeah, it's it's her singing. Yeah, she sings it in the movie. Perfect. Yeah,
1: that's great. Um, Here we go. This next game is called Rolling with It, and it's presented by OCB Rolling Papers. Today's show is presented by OCB Rolling Papers. OCB is the largest rolling paper brand in the world and has been one with nature, crafted naturally since 1918. So you know they've perfected the process for a consistently great session time after time. In perfect harmony with nature, sustainable practices, the highest quality textile papers reasonably sourced and sustainably crafted have always been the OCB signature. OCB offers a full line of papers made with sustainable fibers, including flax, wood, organic hemp, bamboo, virgin, and come in a full line of sizes in both booklets and cones. No GMOs, no chlorine, and no dyes in OCB papers. All OCB papers are plant to puff. OCB makes their own paper from their mill in Avion to the factories they own in Perpignan. 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 I don't know how to say it, but it's in France. With all fibers and packaging materials sustainably farmed, from within a 500 kilometer radius, and the always sticks Akasha gum grown in African fields that OCB has been reforesting for decades. Unlike most other brands that buy their paper from a third party, OCB oversees the entire paper making process, ensuring a century of quality straight to your hands. And best of all, their paper booklets are made in a facility that's powered by 100% green energy. That's awesome. In 2020, OCB rolled out America's first ultra-thin, slow-burning bamboo rolling paper and cones that have been taking the market by storm. Using only unbleached, French-milled bamboo, OCB is aiming to make bamboo your second favorite plant. As always, they are harvested responsibly, highly sustainable, chlorine-free, dye-free, bleach-free, even-burning, GMO-free, and vegan ask for ocb wherever you buy your papers and sample the entire line of products in the meantime ocb has an unreal deal for our listeners visit ocbusa.com slash doug to get four booklets of ocb and a rolling tray for only $4.99 this bundle is worth 20 bucks limited time only follow ocb on instagram that's at OCB USA to stay in touch with the natural wonder of OCB must be 21 plus to buy our papers and follow our social accounts back to the show. Uh, Here's how this game works. It's a little, Edgar might remind you a little bit of uh, the classic Leonard Malton game, because there is, it is a bidding game. I will name an actor or actress. Jake's going to go first. And uh, everyone will get a chance to go first because we're going to play three rounds. And basically, I'll name an actor, actress, and Jake, you tell me how many movies of theirs you think you can name in 60 seconds. Okay. Hmm. And then after you've made your announcement, your proclamation, uh, then we'll go to April, and she can either challenge you to do that, or she can say, I can, you know, I can name this many movies and add as many more to the number. As she wants, then it goes to Edgar, et cetera. So the idea is the person who gets the point is the one who either meets the challenge or makes the challenge if the person fails. Got it. And um, yeah, and uh, first person to two points wins. Jake, how many movies can you name that have Paul McCartney in them?
0: Um, in 60 seconds? Yeah. I'm gonna go with uh, seven.
1: Ooh, that is a strong, very strong opening bid. The man, yeah, the man, really, the man didn't embrace acting the way some of the other Beatles did. Uh, but he is in some movies. April, do you think that uh Jake could do that?
2: Okay, so I don't if I can't challenge, I just say.
1: Yeah. You either, you know, you either roll with it and add some more, you know, you say you could do eight, nine, 10 more. No, you know, you can, I absolutely you can cannot. Yeah. No, so, so. And so that puts you in a position where you just basically have to challenge Jake to do it.
2: Yeah. Go ahead, Jake.
1: All right. Okay. So here's how it goes. We're going to set, we put 60 seconds on the clock and, um, I'm going to say a number after each movie you name just to, uh, you know, just to keep track. So take a breath in between each one. And, uh, clock ready yes it is okay
0: begin now so we'll get it out of the way give my regards to broad street (laughs) i love it Uh, that's one help two a hard day's night three then i believe let me think here paul mccartney (laughs) Seven was a high number. He did not yes. embrace acting. <laughs> uh, Wings Span, which was a theatrical uh, concert film. Uh, What's Paul that, McCartney four? Wingspan, yeah. Um, okay,
1: I'll give you that one because you're not going to make it. Uh,
0: <laughs> does he, doesn't he have a cameo in Spies Like Us? Uh, I don't think so.
3: No, in the movie
0: not a movie okay oh, well, uh, obviously let it uh, let it be yes that's uh, uh five um and at the end of yellow submarine
1: that's time six and you're out of time the magical
0: mystery tour stupid
1: magical mystery tour was a tv movie so it doesn't and count And that
0: was a tv movie it doesn't count although released theatrically in the states by hey. New Line cinema
1: I would have given you. <laughs> uh, I would have given you "Eat the Rich" and uh, "Pirates of the Caribbean," "Dead Men Tell No Tales."
0: Rich,
3: right. Uh, what about basically, eight? What about eight days a week as well? The documentary, he's in that.
1: Yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess a documentary that follows the Beatles that that would certainly count.
0: Yeah, I was, <laughs> see, that was that was why I went to seven because I was I was including some of the documentary films, but I lost. Yeah, you got I close guess though. That, yeah, I did. Well, I
1: feel close. good. Good show. You did get a lot
2: closer than I thought. Good
1: yeah, going. and it was also just confident and just well paced. You didn't, you know, you didn't panic. And uh, I mean, just opening with... Is my he, is he, I Cross didn't Street. know
3: he was in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, but I, I, I didn't think I, think I saw the last two. I know Keith Richards is in one, but I didn't know Paul McCartney was too. Yeah,
2: yeah I didn't know I that either, so. but I also gave up. I, gave up. <laughs> I was like, you I know, get I the think- idea.
1: I, I think <laughs> sometimes sometimes IMDB will just put somebody on the list, in the you know, as having been in something just because they saw it. You
2: know, like, if, <laughs> it, like especially I saw this him,
1: last year. If he, if I sat saw next to him in, in the cinema, theater.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, if you see a movie in a theater, you get it. you're in the credits. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so April got one point, and uh, Edgar has control now because he was shut out of that last round, didn't even get to participate, and that's just not right. So we'll start with Edgar, and then it comes back to switch the order around, it comes back to April next. But Edgar gets to start an opening bid. How many movies can you name that have Isabella Rossellini in Ooh. them? Yeah.
3: Um mm... Uh, uh, let's say, oh, my God, that's tougher than to think, actually. <laughs> it is, it is. I'm going to say, like, I could think of, um, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I know three for sure. Um, let's make it difficult and say four.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, you might think of another one by the time,
1: uh, if, it gets, if you get challenged. But uh, let's go to April. I love that April could win this whole thing just by just by being challenging.
2: completely non-competitive. Because I'm just like, <laughs> I trust you. Go ahead, Um, What
1: Uh Yeah, Edgar said four. So you'd have to say five or more, or just challenge him to do it. I, I think he can do it. I
3: think he's going to think of four. But yeah, I'm
2: gonna. I think he can do it too. Go ahead.
3: Okay, I'll get the. I'll get the. This is going to be agonizing. So let me know when the clock starts.
1: Okay, the the, uh, clock is ready. Go. So blue
3: velvet. That's one. Wild at heart. That's two. Death becomes her. Three. You're killing this. Now, what's the fourth one? (laughs) 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 Ah, shit. Um, Okay, a fourth film with Isabella Rossellini. Um, Oh Oh, God. Um, Go back. Go back to the eighties. Go back to the 80s. Yes. Yeah, wait, um, wait, 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 wait. Isabella Rossellini. I should... Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm floundering. I'm floundering. Uh, in the 80s. Uh, give me a clue, Jake. <laughs> oh,
0: God. Oh, no, no, God. No. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh,
3: no. Oh, no. Uh, oh, 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 wait. Uh, okay, I got it. Um, um, oh, God, what is that film called? Tough Guys Don't Dance?
1: Yep. Wow. You guys speak like a special language with each other.
3: Was that cheating that Jay gave Was me a that really? Line? That was a quote from that movie. Yeah, it's, it's a, Ryan, um, Ryan O'Neal has a famously bonkers line. I've never seen the film, but I've seen that clip of Ryan O'Neal. It's Norman Mailer's only movie, right? As a yeah, director,
0: Norman Mailer directed this movie, and Ryan O'Neal just has a very. It's you can just type in Ryan O'Neal, um, Tough Guys Don't Dance on YouTube. It will pop up. It is just a very interesting line read. Very, very interesting line read from Ryan O'Neal.
3: Yeah, okay. he does. that's the only bit of that film. I, so that's the thing is I I've seen that now did I cheat there by getting Jake to give me a lifeline? I I'll take it if I if I if I if I if I cheated and I that was uh, like invalid I'll accept it. I but feel I like did, it was but kind I think get like, 4.
1: I feel like it was <laughs> yeah, I I feel like there was some 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 cheating going on there but also it's against one of your competitors and also I feel like April doesn't want to win this way. <laughs> so <laughs> So I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to go ahead and give you the point, Edgar, and then, uh, but we're going to switch it up now, and Jake gets to go first This on this third round, uh, and um, the actress's name is Carol Kane.
0: Uh, Carol Kane, okay, films, Uh. Yeah, don't, don't, don't go trying to say taxi. No, yeah, no, I, I would never. I would never. <laughs> I would never do Let me... Wait,
2: am I not supposed to have this one?
0: No, I, um, I'm supposed to pick my number of how many Carol Kane films I can... Films, films. Uh, I want to... I'm going to be conservative and say three. Okay uh april
2: hmm i can think i can think of three like right now off the top of my head and i'm not that great at me- uh, having a good memory so i'm gonna say <laughs> i bet you could do i bet you could do five you could do Oh, oh i'm supposed to tell i'm supposed to say yeah. i can do more mm,
1: How many you can do?
2: i think i could do five
1: Okay. We go to Edgar. This is a, uh, this is a competitive round. we got everybody involved.
3: Wow. Okay. So I'm as a Brit and Carol Kane is not maybe as big a thing in the UK. I'm going to challenge April to name five Carol Kane movies. Oh, I love this. Yeah. An exciting finish. Thanks for being here, Jake. I can think of
1: one, but that's it. (laughs) April gets to name. Well,
2: okay. Tell me when to go.
1: Yeah, go ahead and go.
2: All right. Well, two of them are the Adam Family movies because those are like my two, two of my favorite movies of all time. So that counts, right? Yeah. What are uh, they called? Adam's Family and Addams Family Values. Uh-huh. Uh, the Princess Bride. Okay. That's three. Uh, she's in Scrooge. Also another favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I talked a big game about five, didn't I? Oh, you just need one more. I need one more. I need one more. The Adam family, right out the gate. I I got clues for you.
3: Can I I do a Jake and and give you a clue? Yeah, Yeah, please. The the call is coming from inside the house.
1: Uh, I love that the one movie of hers that Edgar knew was that one.
2: Yeah. um, Why didn't I say four? I can't believe I said five.
0: Stones tune.
1: oh i thought you were i thought you were playing some wrap up wrap it up Um, that's time (laughs) Uh, oh so close
2: i was too cocky i got too cocky
1: jake what was that clue supposed to be
0: Uh, that was supposed to be jumping jack flash Uh,
3: and and my clue is when a stranger calls
0: yes she's also in Win a show, yeah,
3: from inside the
1: house. She was in *Carnal Knowledge*, *Dog Day Afternoon*, *Annie Hall*, *The Last Detail*, *The Muppet Movie*.
0: Uh, and, taxi. and *Taxi*. Television <laughs> show. Television taxi. show *Taxi*. That's right. Well, could she make a special appearance
3: in the *Jimmy Fallon* *Queen Latifah* *Taxi*? <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> they tried, I
1: but so. I think she yeah. has. Uh, congratulations, Edgar. You are a
3: winner today. I'd like to thank Jake for giving me the little lifeline. I appreciate that.
0: Nah, yeah, you're I'm, not gonna, I'm not going like, to mm-hmm. It's the
3: only time ever somebody has helped me out by doing an impression of Ryan O'Neill. <laughs> 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 yeah, that never helps anybody out. Um, <laughs> uh, well,
1: you guys, I'm so glad we didn't have to go to a tiebreaker because it was going to be E.G. Marshall. Um, creep yeah. show, creep show, yeah.
3: creep show, creep show, creep show. Just Dick, D- just Dick D- 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 Tra- D- Tracy. <laughs> oh, he uh, was in that too. Yeah, I think so. He's in. Yeah, isn't he under tons of makeup? Or am I wrong? Better I've off got, dead. Probably.
0: No, I'm thinking of E.G. Daily.
3: Yeah, I've got three. I got three E.G.
1: Marshals. Uh, uh, that's all I need in my life. Is Twelve Angry Men, Creep Show, and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation.
0: Sure. Mm-mm.
1: That's his. That's his career in a nutshell to me. Um, but thank you to all of you for being here, Edgar. Let's start with you. Let's go through. Let's plug all the stuff. Uh, the Sparks Brothers
3: is in theaters June 18th. I was wrong about Dick Tracy. I just had to say that before before Sam Levine <laughs> is like sitting at home and stands up like Batman <laughs> and like sort of like like Bruce Wayne and puts the suit on. Is like what? Um, what can I plug? Well, Scott Pilgrim is, uh, was in theatres, and then in June the 18th, the Sparks Brothers is, yeah. uh, is nationwide in the States. And then mm-hmm. October the 22nd, or let's just say October, October the 22nd, mm-hmm. my next narrative film, Th- Last Night in Soho, comes out. And then that is enough films from me this year.
1: Are you, uh, can you say if you're into, you know, working on anything else yet, or are you on, in mostly in promotional mode?
3: TBD. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real non-answer, but yes, I am. I'm 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 hatching things, but I'm also like just uh you know uh excited to get these two movies out.
1: Yeah, you're just sitting on
2: some eggs right now. Yeah. Um April Richardson. Yes, as far as I am going, it's not a lot. It's why do I like this podcast.com is our podcast. And I can't we're only just now uh, uh, able to travel out of the UK so I can't really do stand up anything yet so that's it for me right now
1: all right but that's the plan is you go you you'll you'll uh, travel and do stand up eventually <laughs>
2: Yeah, before the lockdown, I was actually doing stand-up still in the States. I was, like, going over to the States every other weekend doing clubs and stuff. But then lockdown happened, and it's, I think, more strict here than it is there. And so I'm only just now able – like, next week, I'm going to go see my mom for the first time in oh, a year. Oh, good. Good, wow. good Yeah. But then, well, thank yeah, so once that this. gets lifted, I'll be able to travel more and do more stand-up.
1: Great. Well, thank you for being here. And, Jake Fogelnist, you can – sign up for Fogelnest plus.
0: Yes. Um, for, first of all, so I'd like to plug endless development. Um, I love endless development being in development on projects, paid development, big fan, but www.jake.army. Uh, that is a real URL, uh, go there. There's a Patreon. And, and then also Jake Fogelnest free episodes available wherever you get podcasts. New well, project.
1: like I said, thank you all uh, very much for being here. Uh, Edgar Wright, April Richardson, and Jake Fogelmast. And, uh, you know, just go to douglasmovies.com or, or the Douglas Movies Twitter account uh, for the uh, slowly trickling in live dates, stand-up and Douglas Movies. And as
3: always...
1: Yeah, I thought maybe we could try again.
0: Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie.
1: Eyes of gold is viewing prowess, makes him cocky. There's no room in his
2: heart for you,